Hello, and welcome to High Key Obsessed. I am your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and joining me today for the first episode of the second season of the critically acclaimed show are none other than your favorite guests, the greatest accountant I know, Mike Barbado, and the Emperor of Poland, Chris Hans. We're back, we're live, we're crushing it, we're ready to rock and roll. You know, we've been away for a little bit, none worse for wear. Uh, I think we're better for wear, you know? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Finally got a mic, you know, we actually know what's going on, and we got a Michael too, so we're rocking we're, we're, we're it. Combined, we have four mics now. We each have our own mic, and then we got an extra mic. I got two mics. Me, myself, and the microphone. Adeline. Oh, but yeah, it's nice to have uh, more free time to do this. We were all pretty busy in the uh, yeah. spring there. Yeah. Between taxes, budgets. Yep, finishing grad school. Yeah, degrees. Yep. Masters. Yep, crushed it. Just finished it a couple days ago. Officially minted. It's pretty nice. I like to say I'm the same guy I was before, except now I'm vastly superior to everybody else I know. <laughs> it's kind of nice. <laughs> hey we can't argue we don't have master's degrees so exactly you know no, i'm no master and nothing not not a thing except overwatch well yeah i mean i'm i'm a pretty big deal pretty big deal thank you guys for coming back on and i hope you'll allow me to speak for you just a moment just a little bit and say we're really excited for what we got planned for season two you guys have been very involved in the planning process we've been hijacking a little bit of things you know, we got the minds going, we got the thoughts flowing, and we're working on even more detailed plan of what's to come. But I have 15 episodes planned, five interviews, uh, five topical episodes where we'll be diving deep into whatever. Uh, I do have topics planned now in case we don't come up with anything better later, but we got five episodes ready to rock featuring us which this is one of, and five episodes for a very special series that I'll be announcing very soon. Uh, and for that, those, I got art going, I got, like, crazy stuff going on, special guest stars, you name it, I got it. Uh, plus, you know, maybe one or two bonus episodes along the way. Man, the suspense is killing me. The suspense is really killing me, man. Gotta know those five episodes. Can't wait. <laughs> it has been fun just talking about what we are going to do, planning that all out. Oh, yeah. Pretty excited for it. Yeah, it's tough because, like, I want to, I'm bad at teasing things, I feel like, because you got to build the suspense, but you don't want to spoil it too soon. But you want people to be involved and interested. And then what if I want to be like, fuck it, and change my mind and be like, you know what? I'm not talking about this today. So I don't want to release, like, a set schedule. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, keep it, trying to keep it flexible. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so like you guys were saying, we've been booked solid all spring and so you know i need to do something i already have a little bit of familiarity with but something that would be fresh and something be fresh for you guys so we could keep it interesting fresh for the listeners uh but something that had like a big enough pop cultural influence or just cultural influence i guess to attract people back for the second season you know like you guys said like i said i've been wrapping up the masters and i've been utterly swamped reading about famous court trials settler colonialism race in american history all that good stuff didn't feel like making that the first 
episode of the podcast. So I was like, what's something I can do? It's going to be fire. It's going to be sick. We can sink our teeth into it. Uh, what's something that's a little weird? And that, my friends, is the Jersey Devil. <gasps> a... <laughs> oh, man. Wow. See, this is why I brought you on, Tris, for the, for the weird noises. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just through the weird noises guy, you know? <laughs> um, so the Jersey Devil is a creature I've been fascinated and slightly too severely terrified of since fifth grade. Um, and that's because I read this book, America's Most Haunted, Ten True Cryptid Creatures. And that was one of them. We've already covered Mothman on here. We've covered Bigfoot. Now we're on the third one, Jersey Devil. That was by Alan Zillow. And he has a contact me page on his website. So you know I'm going to be sliding in there trying to get the uh, interview going. We shall see. Just off to the side, that Cryptic's books was one of the best books that I've Oh, you read that? Too. Nice. I did. In fact, Scholastic book when, when I was... <laughs> oh, yeah. Unreal. The book was awesome. Taught me everything mm-hmm. I needed to know. Did you get... Bare bones. Did you get any nightmares from those things? Um... I'm sure I did. None that I can really remember. You ever remember going that. to take the garbage out? It's at the end of the driveway. You're like, something just swooped down and get me. I still think that. No, all lights, whatever I got to do, just let me see everything. I got to throw this book on my reading list. Wow. Yeah, I got it still. You can borrow it. Oh, I'll be over later for that. Before I sent you the little the little literature collection I sent, uh, had you guys heard of the Jersey Devil before? Was it something you were at all familiar with? Well, I didn't read about it in that book. So, yeah, that was was it, though. That's all I knew. Yeah, I just... Nothing, Chris? Oh, no, I just knew it from hockey. (laughs) Just Marty Brodeur? Yep, that's it. (laughs) So, yeah, no, this this was a new topic for me. Uh, I never guess I never had the money that day of the Scholastic Book Fair, but you know what? I'm here to catch up, (laughs) like, 15 years later. Nice. So, it's like... It is. It's an interesting story, but it's not as it doesn't go as deep, I think, as the Mothman or Bigfoot, where there's like a rich culture of sightings continuing to this day, or like a rich belief in it to this day type of thing. It's more just like mythologi- mythologically speaking, folklore, America, like early American history type history. Interesting, not necessarily as weird history, weird paranormal type stuff. Interesting as I hoped. Yeah. Right. I would say the story is kind of like a little bit of a drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can yeah, it's kind of, kind of like the uh, Headless Horseman a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. I like that comparison. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the origins of the Jersey Devil. When you're talking about sightings of the Jersey Devil, the main event, the big chimichanda, if you will, is uh, what's called a flap in the paranormal community. The flap of sightings reported all throughout New Jersey and surrounding states in 1909. But sightings were reported before that, and before we get into all the sighting type stuff, I do want to pin down the origins. So the Jersey Devil, which is also sometimes referred to as the Leeds Devil, is described as being around six feet tall and having wings. Other than that, descriptions are pretty much all over the place. Uh, it's just a weird-looking monster, basically. We have, some descriptions have a horse's head with a dog's face. Always have, it usually has hooves and antlers, but that varies. Sometimes it's basically like a kangaroo with wings. And sometimes it's described as like a weird, like basically just a dragon, but small. 
Um, but one thing that witnesses do tend to agree on is that it has this just horrible blood curdling scream, which, you know, I'm sure you guys will agree. Nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants this weird monster screaming at you. No, sir. Not ideal. Uh, so this creature is believed to inhabit the Pine Barrens, which are the largest existing Atlantic coastal Pine Barrens ecosystem in the United States and is over 1.1 million acres, stretching across seven counties in New Jersey. And there, so, you know, we got tons and tons of trees going on. They're apparently really creepy and dense, so some places light barely gets in. And some people um, say, you know, really uncomfortable atmosphere, very foreboding, and it's like a Grimm Brothers traditional fairy tale type of forest, not necessarily a Disney forest. And apparently there's some disagreement. Some of the locals are like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just the woods. And it's only tourists that are scared. And some locals swear that it's like the most terrifying place you can go. They won't go there. So there's creepy woods, sparsely inhabited region, a lot of trees, a lot of corpses hidden there by mobsters. And it's not a bad place <laughs> to uh, hide if you're a monster. And there's also, you know, a good amount of Bigfoot sightings reported from the area as well. So in terms of origins, there are a couple popular stories, but there's really one main one and then variations off of it, I feel like, more than like actual separate stories. Uh, but there are like three stories, I think, then skip over most of them. Uh, the main one is that there's a mother Leeds who lived in Esteville, and so she finds out she's pregnant, expecting her 13th kid, and she's just, she's real upset by it. She's not happy. Sometimes it's because the dad's a drunkard. Sometimes it's because the dad's the devil and she's a witch. Or it's real weird. Because, you know, you got 13 kids. So That's, yep, like, that could be it. Um, but anyway, so she tries out, oh, let this one be a devil. And then, of course, when she delivers, it is a devil. So, you know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good predicting on her part. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple yeah. variations on that, including one. So sometimes the baby is born a devil and, like, the Jersey Devil monster, leathery wings, weird stuff going on. Uh, sometimes it's born normal and then transforms into the Jersey Devil. And sometimes the you know baby escapes, dips out of there immediately, which we'll get into in a couple seconds. And other times it was raised in secret for a few years, growing up a little bit with the family and the leads. Both of these, like all these variations, they typically end with the Jersey Devil killing everyone in the house, bloody massacre, horrible thing, and flying out the chimney and or just releasing this horrible scream, flying off into the night. Yeah, no, sounds awful. <laughs> Very tough. That scream, just because, like, well, I remember when I was younger hearing the stories, it's like it was always mm -hmm. the emphasis on that scream. And that was like terrifying to anyone who heard. Um, and it's like, you know, it's the same exact thing where it's like, you, I imagine a more like rural area where I was like, uh, not rural, mm -hmm. but in Kuksaki, just like going down the street, just hearing this. A huge freaking scream and it's like oh my god like what would you do you just look up and you're in fear you're terrified it's not what you want like i said it'd be awful oh yeah yeah uh so another variation is that mother Leeds was a witch like i said and the father was satan and then another one where a local woman was cursed for being in love with a british soldier just kind of like this myth predates the revolution but there was you know some colonial crown issues going on some like uh what was it like one of the rebellions going on there some were loyal to parliament some were loyal to the king at the time a lot of weird political stuff going on a lot of weird religious drama going on as well so basically the main thread of all these stories when you look into it is that the Leeds family produced a monster 
Sometimes the variation is that the monster came from Leeds Point, which is where the Leeds family is from historically. So all in all, Leeds family, devil. That's what you got to get. What you might not know is that there is a pretty damn interesting, at least potential explanation for this origin that is rooted right in history. So when you dig into it, there actually was a Leeds family in the area. And at the time that the myth originated, which is basically 1735-ish is when you get the first like newspaper accounts of people citing a monster in this area. 1738. Hey, what's up? Hello. Wow. Fettuccine Wap at it again. Fettuccine Wap knew about this man. The vampire himself. Um, so if you're familiar with the guy, Ben Franklin, probably know he wrote Poor Richard's Almanac. And you might even know that he reportedly saw the Jersey Devil. But... What you probably don't know is that he probably started the myth to begin with. So like I said, Leeds family, they exist. They're operating out of Leeds Point, New Jersey, and they're led by Daniel Leeds, who was a rebellious Quaker who was making money by publishing an almanac, uh, which he began in 1687. So in his almanac, he publishes astrological symbols, which the Quakers did not like. They thought it was too pagan. And so he's basically ordered to destroy all his work and, well, all the almanacs and buy, buy back the ones that he had sold. And he was like, oh yeah, no problem, no big deal. I'll do what I gotta do, do my religious duty to my community. But really, he was really pissed off. He did not like it. And so what he started doing was publishing a bunch of anti-Quaker writings and like supporting the crown, which the Quakers weren't bait on the British crown. So he's like a loyalist. And eventually he converts to Anglicanism. And just like basically is ostracized from the community and the leaders of the community don't really like him. Just like sketchy dude, they say. There's just a vibe of disreputable, disreputability? I don't know. Just bad vibes with the Leeds family. Irreparability. I don't, I don't know words. Keeps the almanac business going, which I thought was interesting when you look into it. Everyone's, the sources are like, um, guys not liked community doesn't like him but he still keeps the almanac business going and he's like successfully doing that so he's got that going and he turns it over to his son in 1716 yes chris just just a quick question uh well we can get into it later but uh this might be an appropriate time but did this whole origin story spur out of a competition between two competing uh publishers of almanacs Indeed, it did. Like maybe Ben Franklin was pissed at this guy, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna like run the craziest smear campaign Chris, against this guy." Chris, indeed, it did. And you know what? I'm cutting this out because you're spoiling the story. <laughs> um, All right, let's go back. Anyway, I'll probably keep that in. Uh, anyway, Leeds keeps the almanac business going, and eventually turns it over to his son Titan in 1716. Mike, any thoughts on the name Titan? It's huge. Mm-hmm. That's just, as you said, I mean, you know, especially in mm-hmm. this time, 1738, to name your son Titan, just like real casually. Like, what, what's everyone else? Benjamin, uh, you got George everywhere, and you're just rolling, rolling out with Titan. Especially the community's like, this community's like, this guy's a pagan. We don't like him. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I'm not a pagan at all, but my son's name is Titan. <laughs> probably like, you weren't supposed to do that. No, it is. It's a, that's a sick name. So 1728, our guy Titan the Dad, he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave my stamp on this. I'm going to redo the cover of the almanac. And he puts the Leeds family crest on there. 
No big deal. He just wants people to know what's good. He wants people to know who's responsible for this content. However, uh, the Leeds family crest is shield, you know, typical stuff. But on it, it has three figures. And they're called Wyverns. And, you know, we got the dragon-like faces real ugly. We have bat-like wings. And we have clawed feet. <laughs> Which are, uh... Okay. Which sounds a lot like what people are reporting with the Jersey Devil sightings. You know, weird monster, yeah. leathery wings, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, as our sage Chris Hans said, Ben Franklin, young rook in the Almanac game, he's like, I gotta drum up publicity. I gotta boost sales for my poor Richard's Almanac. And so he starts beef with, lead t- uh, with Titan leads. And so I think this is a very clear lesson. Always beef up. Like, if you want to make a name for yourself, start beef with someone better than you. <laughs> they got this competition going, Titan and Ben. 1733, Ben Franklin uses astrological data. He's like, Titan Leeds is going to die on October 17th. And that did not happen because astrology is a bunch of bullshit, as we know. Amen. But it's still a dick move. It's not cool. I mean, it's cool, but it's not nice. It, yeah. <laughs> it is cool. It's 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 really cool that this is this is what's going on back then. Is where, all right, I got I got to sell these almanacs. I just gotta beef up. I gotta. <laughs> you're gonna die, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> based off of whatever you're writing, yeah, you're dead. And I can prove it with astrology. Let's all be real, though. I think we would all like if someone came up to us sometime and they were like, "All right, you're gonna die on like." july 17th 2028 like you're gonna be a little freaked out until that day comes because it's like all right like just picking out a date like yeah i'll remember the day right in the back of your head you're gonna be like i don't know maybe that day <laughs> i've listened to how much a dollar cost what if that's god um so anyway doesn't come true his prediction was not correct however he's like prove it prove i'm wrong i'm and he started calling titan a ghost whenever he referred to him thereafter including when Titan finally died in 1738, he said, oh, how his ghost ghost has tormented me these last few years. And um, the source I'm basing this off of, the historian says, you know, it was mostly ton-in-cheek. It was like a a friendly competition, more so than outright nastiness. But, you know, Ben Franklin, he insulted him a little bit. A little bit he did. Uh, He was a little out of order. The source is very careful to point out 1733 uh, is the date. The ghost rumor Titan lead starts, 1738 dies, Jersey Devil Myth starts right between that, 1735. Okay. Getting a little fishy, yeah. And I just thought this whole thing was a nice, interesting wrinkle, which I hadn't seen before uh, researching for this podcast. Uh, but it's right on the Wikipedia page if people want to date into it. And I will put the sources in the uh, show notes for this episode, which I haven't done before, but just to prove that I didn't just use the Wikipedia page. Uh, because these sources, or the stories just repeat themselves, basically, and the Wikipedia page really gives you everything you need to know for the old sightings, and there's not much more detail in the other sources, unfortunately. But I just thought that was really interesting, because, you know, as we've been saying, I got the master's degree, and that's something I've been trying to, it's been like the back burner of my mind, trying to figure out how to use that, the skills I got with my master's degree to try to pin down the origins of some of these myths myself. Yeah, Because a lot of them, like... Mothman and stuff, other things, they're always like, oh, the indigenous peoples had these myths, Native Americans, all XYZ. And so I'd just be like, 
actual research now and figure it out if it's like people just pulling stuff out of their ass or if there are actually these historical claims. So, you know, from our vantage point now, it does seem like bad reputation of the Leeds family, devilish sigil, Ben Franklin calling Titan a ghost. And, you know, these things have a way of spiraling, warping over time, transforming. Um, and it seems like they just combine to create a monstrous beast in the wild pine barrens of New Jersey. For a little razzle-dazzle, a little excitement. A little razzle-dazzle. I mean, what else in New Jersey not, got going on? Well, I guess that's actually what they were doing. Is I was going to say, if they're not making up stories about people being ghosts, they're making up stories about cryptids haunting the yep. region. That seems to be the thing that's going on. It's just all the paranormal stuff. They're like, we got to get something going. Okay, so now with that, we've uncovered the real hidden history of the Jersey Devil. Let's get into these sightings. Basically, there are three categories uh, when you dig into this. There are those that took place before 1909, those that took place in 1909, and those that have happened since. So before 1909, there are a few notable sightings by notable figures, but most of them are just like random rumors of people sighting a beast with horrible blood curdling scream, like secondhand reports or uh, a couple newspaper reports of like vague screaming, like monsters sighted. Nothing, like, really stands out. However, uh, Commodore Stephen Decatur, who was a war hero, reported firing on a devilish winged creatures at a firing range when inspecting uh, cannonballs that were, that were being created at the nearby ironworks. Um, he claimed to have hit the creature, but that it had no effect. That's kind of interesting, kind of weird. Yeah. Was he trying to stab him? Is he trying to just, like, throw some punches? Or I mean, he shot him with a cannon. Oh, yeah, true. Which is kind of like, I don't know, that that in itself is like a tough shot, no? Like, I would imagine. It's probably flying, right? Right. Yeah. Or is it safe to assume it was on the ground? I think, uh, no, he saw, he saw it flying in the uh, yes, report. I mean. And he said, let me, sh he said, I'm going to shoot it. Maybe he just missed. Yeah. Seems hard to aim. Right. To aim and then to have it have no effect. Color me a skeptic. Yeah. Especially like we, we hear this in six feet at most. Like, it's not, like, a huge thing where it's just going to eat a cannon. Like, a cannon would wreck it, basically. Well. Should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another potential sighting was reported by Joseph Bonaparte in 1820 while he was hunting. Um, and that is, you know, brother of Napoleon Joseph Bonaparte, former king of Spain, exiled, chilling in New Jersey on a hunting expedition, saw it. That's it, really. So both of these, I was unable to pin down, like, the first-hand accounts. So I'm not sure if it's, like, they claim to have these sightings or if people claim that they had these sightings type of thing huh. but there's it's not like bigfoot where there's like pretty seemingly compelling reports that date before like the main event which i thought there were yeah i thought it was like you know who is that well not exactly but you know who was saying what at least right and you know maybe it's possible it's possible other people have pinned these down. I'm not, like, deeply invested in the Jersey Devil community, so it is possible that I just missed it. But, like I said, in my research, wasn't able to pin it down. Uh, but the real big thing when you talk about the Jersey Devil is Flap of Sightings the week of January 16th through 23rd, 1909. Here we go. So, early in the week, there's all these reports of weird footprints, hoof prints on, like, rooftops, all throughout, like, over, going over fences, going over places where people didn't think a human could have been hosting it because they would, like, 
they'd be hoof print and then 20 yards down the way another set of them they'd be like under holes too small for people to have gone through apparently and uh so people are like running up posses they're trying to track where these monsters came from because only a monster could have made them and like bloodhounds apparently won't follow the tracks that are like oh god and of course chickens are being slaughtered apparently livestock going missing people's dogs are going missing dogs being attacked uh vegetables getting destroyed trampled on all sorts of weird stuff uh and of course like like i said the blood curdling scream then reports start coming and people are seeing like this weird monster flying around screaming at people uh but the main thing that happened are that these two trolley cars full of people saw it it's a lot of witnesses right exactly so like i said mysterious footprints through fields, backyards, across rooftops, blah, 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 blah. So people are just terrified of what's going on because there's like this unidentified creature. Uh, schools are closed because of low attendance. No one's showing up at some of them. Uh, some factories and mills are closed because workers refuse to leave their homes to show up. Because a lot of the places they have to travel through the woods to get there. And, you know, pine barrens, like I said, they're creepy. There's rumors of a monster going on around. A couple sightings are reported in major cities like Camden and Philadelphia. And then, so not exclusive to New Jersey. Right. There are some as far as like Maryland people reported seeing it. Oh, wow. Like the whole region, yeah. Yeah, the whole region's afflicted by people reporting sightings of these beasts. And so eyewitnesses spotted it in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania. And apparently in both these cities, uh, fire or police officers fired on it but did not manage to bring it down. And then a few days later, it reappears in Camden, where it attacked a late-night meeting of a social club and then flew away. And so when they say attack, they mean it, like, swooped down at them, screamed at them, and flew away, basically. So apparently earlier in that day, it was in Haddon Heights, where it terrorized a trolley car full of passengers before flying away. So again, swooped down, screams at them, is driven off. So that's what it kept doing. It just, like, kept dive-bombing people. Um, and I guess that time, people said it looked like a large flying kangaroo. Kangaroos are pretty big. <laughs> Um, and I think, I believe that there was, like, rewards offered for this, and that a couple of hoaxers did just, like, put wings on a kangaroo and try to be, like, and, like, put it to the zoo, and they're like, oh, we called the Jersey Devil, and then it was obviously not the Jersey Devil. How'd they get their hands on a kangaroo? Probably they stole it from a different zoo and brought it to uh, another zoo. Didn't they, like, glue the arms on? Like, they, I read that they actually just glued it on. At the museums, like, trying to hoax it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy how it's, like, like, I don't know, you just hear that, and it's, like, well, people were fooled by that? Or was the was it, like, more of, like, a, oh, this is so obviously fake? But I think it was a little bit of both. I imagine it was probably, like, a freak show type thing at a carnival where they say there's, like, a mermaid in the thing, and they show you for two seconds. And it's just, it's funny to think, like, okay, something like that coming up to Albany, New York. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And then you go in and it's like... Oh, a oh, word. Well, like, you can make it a lot easier today than you could then. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. I could just be like, just went to the Jersey Devil show. Bullshit. Hashtag hoax. <laughs> right. People look at the pictures and then everyone's like, well, obviously this is not... Just like, that's not. That's a kangaroo. You just take wings on a kangaroo. <laughs> but on the flip side, I mean, we got the CGI now to, like, get some, like, good fake uh, video going. There are, have been a couple of videos uh, recently. Like 2015 started a whole new craze because mm. there was a video where it, if you looked at the picture, it looks like uh, someone like catapulted a dead goat basically with wings glued to it. And then there's God. one like very bad CGI video of like what looks like a fairy flying around. And someone's going, oh gosh. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <laughs> 
That, that won't turn me into a true believer. Probably. I mean, who, what are you going to do? You saw the evidence. <laughs> Burlington, it uh, stories across the tracks in front of some people. And then in West Collinswood, it appears on the roof of a house and it barks at a lady like a collie, apparently. She described it as an ostrich-like creature, which is interesting. So yeah, we're just no. all yeah. sorts of weird. It's just like no one's really agreeing on the sightings, like I said. It's just like it's ugly and it screams at you, basically, is all we got. Yeah, Except true. some people do say, like I said, they mention it barking. Yeah. Which is also, it's like, you know, now it's not, we don't have the social media, they don't have the social media about them. They don't have, like, people orchestrating the campaign to hoax. So, you know, if people are probably just calling in stuff. But also back then, you know, you had like you have the Pine Barrens and it's like, all right, kind of like that's the backwoods. So mm-hmm. you might just have a couple of locals, you know, getting a little intimate with some like animals around the area. And maybe wow. like, bastardized, you know, a little, uh, Chris. <laughs> a little hybrid coming around. Oh, my God. What do you think? We got a man bear paid on the loose. <laughs> this one just happens to have wings. I can't believe you. So anyway, there's this ostrich-like creature on a roof. Firemen show up, and they turn their hose on it, and then again, it dive bombs them and flies away. So entire week, people are like, livestock dying, all that stuff. And then that was basically it. You know, people were freaked out for a little week, and then no major giant sightings like there had been. And people are like, what happened? Like, what did, what did we just experience? And some people, there's this weird thing where, like, people like to associate winged cryptid sightings with tragedies. So that's mostly with Mothman, but with the Jersey Devil, they were like, oh, it was predicting America's entrance to World War One." A little early. Yeah. yeah. Pretty early. <laughs> Pretty early, my guys. Wait, I don't get that. I don't. It doesn't yeah. really make sense. That's like... So we're, nobody else gets it. <laughs> it it's, like, it's like saying like the, the rainstorm we've had over these past few days is going to predict like... In eight years. You know, some crazy like conflict in the Middle East or right. something. In eight years, America's going to go to war with France. Based on... I don't know. Very weird. And then there have been sightings since then, but they're all, like, same kind of, like, hazy type of thing. Like, nothing well-documented, no mass sightings, anything since. Nothing worth really bringing up. All right. And, like... Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. (laughs) But, uh, no, I'm just thinking, all right, 1909, one, you're a historian. Well, a certified professional historian. So around this time, you know... um. I'm assuming, yeah, like Coca-Cola was pretty big back then. Oh, my God. That was when they had the cocaine in it. That's when they had all this stuff in it. Maybe the, the entire town down there was just having a wild day. With their <laughs> it was their first first batch of Coke. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, this drink's amazing, guys. Yeah. Something might be worth looking into as a historian. Like, Maybe. Of like Coca-Cola. <laughs> Are they based out of Jersey back then? I think yeah. they were in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, who knows, though, you know? Maybe it was a bad batch on purpose. It was well fermented, well aged. But the, so this and a couple other cryptids, it's like they were spotted for like a couple weeks, a couple months, and then they disappeared. But during that time, there was like mass sightings of these things, which is just interesting because, you know, people like to be like, oh, mass hysteria, which it's possible, I guess. But when it's like, or like a mass uh, hallucination, but you know, there's like the Big one I'm thinking of is the Fort Worth monster, which is like a goat, half goat, half human beast that I will dig into in a different episode. But it's just like, I don't know, there's like, those seem more compelling to me. And it's like, what the hell was going on? Like, a trolley car full of people were like, yeah, the Jersey Devil swooped down on us for no reason. Just so like two of them to get their name in a newspaper, basically. 
Right. I was going to say to do something coordinated like that to like, just, I don't know if you all know each other on the trolley or if it's a bunch of strangers that are just like, all right, here's what we're going to do (laughs) for no reason at all. We're just going to say, yeah, we we fucking saw it. Yeah. I mean, talk about a trolley problem. (laughs) It was just like, yeah, 100%. That's what happened. Absolutely. No, that, that doesn't seem likely. Like I don't, I don't see anyone doing like anything like right. that. I guess maybe America was just much more united then. <laughs> everyone knew everyone on the the trolley, I guess, and they were all plotting against uh, you know truth or something. This is like I don't know. This is like mostly Southern Jersey, Mid Jersey. I don't know. It's not like where people are like, oh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> you can trust him. I mean, trust anyone from New Jersey? I don't know. That's kind of tough. We've all seen The Sopranos. Yeah, we've all seen The Sopranos, except for Chris. Sure. <laughs> I think the main reason that the Jersey Devil myth endures so much is that it's such a big cultural footprint. And that's especially true in New Jersey, which has really embraced the myth of the Jersey Devil. Um, so like I've said, I've been, I did a lot of Googling for this, a lot of searching. And a lot of the sources that I found were from NJ.gov. And like one that was interesting was from the Pinelands or Pine Barrens Alliance, which is, like, designed to keep the Pine Barrens, uh, like, preserved and safe and stuff. And they had, like, a whole long uh, page on it on their website, which was cool. Definitely humored me to see the New Jersey link, mm-hmm. like, where it was, like, oh, they're actually, like, they, they discussed that on their state page. Yeah. Right. Which is, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Really, I like that a Tax, lot. Taxpayer-funded studies on the New Jersey devil. That was the first thing, like, I clicked on. Personally. Would you like to know why, though, guys? Because in 1938, the Jersey Devil was made the first state demon in all of America because the Jersey Devil is the official demon of the state of New Jersey. That's awesome. That is a true fact. Um, there's also some B-movies about it, a roller coaster at Six Flags, New Jersey, and of course, the NHL New Jersey Devils. Let's go! So yeah, like that's that's a lot. And that's why I was so upset with the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos. Because we got Christopher in there, you know, no big deal. He doesn't need to mention the Jersey Devil. But Paulie is very superstitious and, like, very afraid with his superstition. And he doesn't even mention the Jersey Devil. That's but true. I don't think anyone mentions it in the entire course of the show. And they're always burying bodies in the Pine Barren. Like, several <laughs> times throughout the seasons, they put bodies there. No one's like, oh, the Jersey Devil. That's a pretty big plot hole, yeah. Is that the, uh, is that the one flaw to the Sopranos? I think it is. I can't think that's of any a, other. That would have been awesome if they did include it. Especially, like you said, the pine where they were there. Just one line. Like, if Paulie was like, I don't want to be here overnight, the devil might get us. Yeah. He's like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and so, also, I think that might be part of keeping the myth alive. Uh, like, why people sometimes report sightings today is that may- maybe mobsters, in order to keep people out of the woods, are like, oh, you know, the Jersey devil might get you type of thing and they like to keep it alive like they go to the little tourism shop in the town and they're like here's a little bit for you keep this myth alive publish like keep these books in your store you know you don't want people wandering around the woods who knows what they'll see maybe a mobster maybe a monster (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we should dig back and see if the mob got any money out of like the 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 original almanac (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking maybe they were having like there's like a big new york city crime war going on that week so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were just in a big presence like burying bodies in the woods and paying everyone off to say there was a monster running around 
<laughs> no what sounds likely i mean it's new jersey that would be awesome that then you could i could see that happening because people are going to get paid off right so now, now there's incentive yeah yeah oh yeah don't go there that's tough bad news yeah really it's, it's spooky closed businesses were closed yeah people took it pretty seriously i guess i wonder like do you think something like that could happen today i mean I'm trying to think like uh like, what would have to happen no 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 like sightings of a monster just escalating that quickly and freaking out a whole region or community like that i could see it being plotted or like orchestrated by like an online forum right like a, a mass marketing campaign or something like that yeah. too like those like uh what were they those like monuments that were coming up in a couple spots of the world right the obelisks the obelisks right? or whatever yeah like something like that you're saying um no i was more thinking maybe like the uh remember a couple years ago the clowns that were all over like the creepy clowns for no reason oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was real weird but that's like an actual like some going out and doing it where right whereas this is more like sightings Mm -hmm. but like what do you think would happen if i don't know like say athens and tritsaki there's just like a whole rash of like like bigfoot sightings say like 10 people saw bigfoot in like a month in those towns would people be like all of a sudden just scared and be like we can't let our kids outside at night? Something Honestly, like that. yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking back even to like the the stupid clown thing where it's like, all right, I, I was out at college and I was scared of like leaving my dorm because like yeah. someone put like a picture of one on like Geneseo campus like at night. It just it, it that's all it took for me mm-hmm. to be like scared. And I'm usually have the three of us the skeptic on these kind of things. Like I remember. So- Driving home from uh, work at Tops, I would like the train would stop sometimes. I would catch the train and I would always get very nervous that, mm-hmm. like, because I was like, there's, I'd have to, it'd be like real sketchy. It'd be really, like real hard to do anything. Right. Like, I mean, I could back up, but no, like, right. There's but another tar pulls in behind me. It's like yeah, real scary. You're, just, you're sitting there very, very uh, vulnerable. Right. Like, what if, and then, you know, it starts off with clowns and I'm like, what if the Jersey Devil descends? It's not that far of a hike. I can fly. You just follow the Hudson up. I know. That's all he's got to do. But yeah, that's all I really got on this topic. So what do you guys think? You know, is the Jersey Devil real? Was it a bad batch of Coca-Cola, as Chris has said? Uh, is it just a weird myth and uh, maybe people were seeing Sand Hill cranes? I lean towards... Uh, I'm, I'm definitely skeptical. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sold on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not by a long shot either, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I'm, I'm selling hard. Yeah. Unless if I see this video of the uh, dead goat getting launched, I could be convinced otherwise. Yeah. I, don't I, don't that's, I think that's a picture. I don't even know if that's a video. Uh, <laughs> well, that's even okay. Very interested. So you're selling out? Yeah, I don't. I'm not in on this one. Oh, it's that's, like a, that, that's pretty telling. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm well, pretty no, skeptical. Like, oh, you you are the one who can digs down into this. That's true. The truth, and it's like, yeah. all right, uh oh, these Jersey folks just. I'm just like, what was going on in 1909 that week, though? You know, that's what's interesting. Yeah, right. It's just the lack of, mm-hmm. like, documentation on it. And just, like, the the mm-hmm. creature itself is what's tough. But, yeah, like, looking back and thinking, uh, kind of like Roanoke, yeah, exactly. where it's like, well, what, what was going on? I think the unique part about this story, though, is the fact that trying to hammer down the origins of the story is just as fascinating if as if like this creature is out there killing people right now. Like I think that that part of it just really shows. Well, if it, if it was killing people, I think that'd be more interesting. But just okay. 
seen it, people seen it. The the actual history of like why the myth originated is just as interesting. Oh, well, it did kill the whole Leeds. Well, not the whole, but allegedly, a bunch of the Leeds okay. family. Allegedly, you know, you might have seen the devil. <laughs> That's funny. Um, you might see the Jersey Devil in tort for that, Mike. You might catch a libel charge. <laughs> it was like this fucking. Yeah. Oh my bad. No, the state of New Jersey that's going to come after me. <laughs> Were you there? The state of New York versus the state of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> New York comes to back me up. Big, biggest they're like, they have a lot of stock in this one. This is what we need. We need a monster new in New York to get us going. I mean, we kind of got Champ, but I feel like Vermont has taken that one. There's the Beast of Whitehall, which is like a bunch of Bigfoot sightings in the town yeah. of Whitehall. I feel like that's kind of out of the mainstream. We need to get something going. Can we just make it New Jersey? New Jersey is the monster of New York. To all our New Jersey listeners, um, not that sorry, honestly. It's not a good place, anyway. What do you want? (laughs) Hey, Wildwood, New Jersey. I love that shit. That's that's it. That's that's what you guys got. That's all I need. But yeah, so uh, you know, we're selling the Jersey Devil. We're buying the Benjamin Franklin Angel of the Myths, and. I think that's all we got to say. Yeah. And I, I think oh. deeper into the story, it's like Ben Franklin might have some connections with the mob, you know, mm-hmm. like this, this story can go anywhere. And that's the fascinating part. That is the fascinating part. Ben Franklin probably mobbed up. That's more of the story. Until next time, Chris Hans and Mike Barbado. This has been High Key Obsessed.